Hello, self-carved. Hello, hello. <clears throat> Your host, Ivana Ritchie, is tuning in for another late night segment. Tuning in after having watched yet another failed game, but it is what it is. And I'm here. I've just like had so many things. I'm just get, getting ready to wind off, wash my face, and get ready for bed. But ideas keep flowing through my head i just feel so creative there is just like so much coming through my wise woman is just like dishing 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 and my wonder woman is like well i'm ready to go to sleep but my wise woman is like no we gotta let the world know about this i'm not the executor and then my wonder woman's like all right let's do it <laughs> so i'm here i'm really excited to be here though it's just i didn't think i was gonna be here but I uh, just dished out a few quotes on my personal page and I thought, I thought that it is, this is just what I just explained, but this is a perfect time to, to do a video about it. It's something that has been on my heart and my mind for a long time, ever since I, uh, I left uh, the realm of religion, but... <clears throat> It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you identify with a religion or not, because what I teach and what I coach applies to everyone. But I do want to talk about the concept of a devil and what it really is about and how by understanding this or allowing yourself, like I invite you to look at it from a different perspective and see if it's going to make a difference in your life. So it doesn't matter if you identify with a religion, if you are a Christian, Hindu, uh, uh, a Buddhist, if you are um, Muslim, it does not matter, okay, whatsoever. And also doesn't matter if you don't identify with anything, if you're kind of like, no, I'm an atheist, or if you're more spiritual like me, it does not matter, okay? But we want to explore this because it has a huge impact on your healing. It has a huge impact on your healing. And if this makes sense to you, what I talk about right now, and maybe you've been looking at it from this perspective, maybe you haven't and you're trying it and it works for you and it makes sense, but maybe you haven't been understanding how other people function and then this message today may help you help your clients on a deeper level, right? Your coaching clients, your customers, if you are some type of practitioner, a coach, a consultant, a therapist, a counselor, a psychologist, doesn't matter. Or if you are a nurse, if you are a lawyer, if you are some type of doctor, it doesn't matter what you do, all right? But understanding this really helps you understand yourself at a deeper level and it's also gonna help you understand other people, okay? So when people say, my biggest pet peeve is when people say, the devil did this or the devil made me do that or the devil was the one that led me to this, right? Look out for the things that the devil wants to tempt you with. First of all, Jesus spoke Aramaic, all right? But the Bible wasn't translated from Aramaic directly to English or any other language. It was tra translated, I think, into Hebrew and then Greek and however it followed. So I think there has been around 15,000 mistranslations, all right? And in the original text, it doesn't say anything about God tempting anyone. Because if God is who God is, right, that would not be the case. 
there would not be such a thing. So that doesn't even, there, it's not even in the original text. So I'll just get that out there and you can do your own research. Now, because it's been this mistranslation, churches are teaching and people are applying to their own lives that when they take misaligned action <clears throat> or when thoughts creep in that don't make sense or when you feel emotions that don't feel good, it is because there's some type of devil leading you astray or God is testing you, okay? And it's very dangerous to look at life this way because it's kind of similar and I have to use extremes in order for this to make sense. It's like the same thing as having a scapegoat as a tyrant or a dictator, right? So Hitler used the, Jew the Jewish people, uh, Stalin used the... Um, no, uh, Stalin, who did Stalin use? He used, I think, the Ukrainians for a while. Don't quote me on this if this is not it. But every dictator and every tyrant has used someone. Abin, or Abin, whatever the, the guy's name was, there was a, a, a dictator in Uganda. He blamed it on the, uh, on the Asians, all right? So there's always someone who's to blame, all right? There's always a scapegoat. What we don't realize is because we're so programmed and society is set up a certain type of way that we're doing the same thing. We use concepts and other people as a scapegoat. We use concepts, let me say that again, concepts such as the devil, whatever that means to you, or however you've been taught, whatever that means, all right? Or people, right? Like your parents, your aunt, your uncle, or your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, your 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 ex, right? Uh, your friends or whoever, uh, a boss or a client. You use people. You use people as a scapegoat, and this is very dangerous because I talk about the healing happens in the moment, and as long as we we're using scapegoats, basically when you when we're using excuses for what, why we're doing what we're doing, it's a very dangerous thing because we're gonna strengthen our ego, but we're not gonna be healing. And we're not gonna tap into the inner wisdom that we have provided by our wise woman. And we're not gonna be able to execute from a wonder woman because there is no healthy foundation because from the beginning, someone was to blame. So someone was blamed. So if you can, look at it and say, yeah, I have done that. I have been acting as a tyrant to myself, right? We're going extremes here because it's gonna make it easier for you to learn what I'm talking about, okay? I'm not saying that you and I are tyrants or dictators, but when we can use something as large as that, something that we think is so horrible, how can he blame it on the Jewish people? But what are we blaming things on in our own lives? And how are we keeping, just like Hitler, he kept that behavior alive and people bought into that, right? People bought into that, he brainwashed people. You brainwash yourself by believing that you cannot heal because this person is still doing X, Y, and Z. You believe that you're not where you could be or where you want to be because the devil is tempting you. A concept that was actually invented by the church. It was invented, all right? So we can talk about this all day long. I am pro everything that makes your life better. 
right? So if a religion makes your life better, that's great. But if you're getting worse or if you're getting stagnant and you're stacking on shame and guilt and fear and resentment, that's a problem, okay? So again, <laughs> my clients, they come from all kinds of backgrounds and what I teach works for everyone because I teach internal liberation. I teach internal freedom. I teach inner healing and I give the power back to you. I give the power back to you or I, I make you see that you can give yourself the power back. So there is nothing wrong with identifying with something, but it should be making your life better, all right? So we blame things, just like Hitler blame it on the Jewish people, that, hey, I am going to do this. I'm going to kill off, I don't even wanna say the number because it's literally so insane, because of these, well, I'm gonna do this because these people are this. And so he had this view and he had this idea and people bought into that. You have created an own little Hitler idea in your own mind. I have to go extreme because otherwise this is not gonna sound as, it's not gonna penetrate your mind and I really want it to sink into your subconscious so you start questioning yourself and looking at yourself from a different perspective every day and really listening to your thoughts because we have to start becoming master detectives of the thoughts that we entertain. And we have to be willing to look at all of our thoughts and not run away from them. We have to be willing to look at all, our, all of our emotions and not run away from them in order for us to create a new reality for ourselves. So society and many religions teach that suppression is the way to go that there is something sinful about you, that there is something wrong with you, that if you feel a certain type of emotion, that is an attempt, that's an temptation and you need to suppress it and run away from it. So we're not taught skills how to transcend emotions and we're not taught skills on how to create a level of self-mastery where we are the master observers of what's going on in our minds. So we don't allow it to control us. I'm very passionate about this because it, it used to be a part of my life and I was suffering like no other. And I see it in the world today. I see it with a lot of clients that come to me. And once this shift starts happening, there, it, an example is too, for example, if, uh, if a pastor cheats on his wife and then he tells the congregation that the woman that he cheated with, that she's the devil, like basically incarnated. That to me, Again, that's an, a scapegoat, right? So people use scapegoats because that means they don't have to take full, full, full ownership. And they don't have to own who they are and what they're doing. You don't. As long as it's your dad's fault that you are attracting un emotionally unavailable men, that's not on you. As long as the other person who tempted you uh, that means it's not fully on you. As long as, oh, it's because my boyfriend yelled at me, this is why I did that, it's not fully on you. As long as, uh, as, long as it's because, oh, well, I have been in 10, uh, uh, 10 emotionally abusive relationships and this is why I'm not opening up, it's not about you, all right? So having a scapegoat, whether as a concept such as the devil or 
or whatever else, maybe in whatever religion you identify with, you use a different concept, not call it the devil, whatever, it doesn't matter what's being used, all right? Whether it's that or whether it's a person, it is still a scapegoat, all right? And it will keep you in a place where you can continue to keep your trauma identity alive. Because why? Because it allows you not to take full ownership, full ownership for who you're being and what you're doing. Let that sink in and think about that for a moment. As long as you have a scapegoat, I did too. So this is why I know what I'm talking about. I, I had a few scapegoats, all right? It will allow you to continue to be the victim. It will allow you to keep suffering. It will allow you to continue to think, do, and feel the way you've been thinking, doing, and feeling because someone else is responsible. Someone else is responsible. Right? Maybe you had a little role to play, but this person tempted me, right? This person tempted me. So that's really why I did it. And I am not a strong enough person yet. And the devil keeps testing me and I just... No. All right. So let's break down what the devil really is other than a man-made concept that was invented. All right. The devil is truly, and also the enemy that's been talked about, it is these intrusive thoughts. All right. And the devil is basically, if we want to look at it from this perspective, the devil is your unconscious. The devil is your shadow. The devil is your self-sabotaging patterns. The devil is the, the stuff that you don't accept about yourself, that you're not aware of, that you don't know what to do with, so you just shove it down. Just like we shove down mental, mental health and emotional health, and then now when athletes are finally starting to retire at an early age because they just can't take it anymore, we're like, huh, what happened with that person? That's so weird. Why would they do that now? We've shoved it down as a society just like we shove it down ourselves. Wars and anything else that happens that we think is so bad comes from our own repression. So if anything, you can call it, you have an inner devil if you want to label it, but it's really everything about you because we have darkness to our light. There is yin to, your, to our yang, right? There would, there would never be, you would never be able to be such a bright and powerful and positive person. And you would never be able to grow and learn and transform if there was not a dark side to you. All right. So I teach this in depth in my masterclass. It's called Embracing My Darkness. If you're interested in this, let me know and you can purchase it. It's really, really powerful. <clears throat> so we have that. But when we are scared of it, we either blame another person or we hang on to a concept because then I can continue to go through my life and I can blame it on this or I can blame it on her or I can blame it on him. And then, yeah, some people go as far as putting the concept into another human being, which is like next level unhealthy. And I'm saying this because I talk about healing in the moment. And then for, in order for us to heal in the moment, we cannot have scapegoats. We cannot make healthy decisions if we're using scapegoats, just like these tyrants, these dictators are. They always find someone to blame. 
you always find someone to blame. That's why you haven't reached your next level healing. Maybe you've done a lot of work and you've healed a lot, but you're still holding on to that one concept or that one person. You just can't forgive them. Yeah, it's just impossible. And then will you give yourself permission to continue to be the person you're, the, that you are and you give yourself permission to continue to do the things that you're doing because of her or because of him? And you're not going to say, I'm not in my next level of healing because I'm refusing to forgive this person or because I am scared of my next level evolution or because, oh my goodness, I don't know what's waiting me on this side. That is scary as heck. You're not going to say that. You're going to say it's because I just can't get over what that person did to me. So every time we say that, we don't heal in the moment. We use a scapegoat and we give ourselves an excuse to continue to stay where we are. And we give ourselves an excuse to continue with the same old patterns. This is real. We give ourselves that permission. And we have also created a whole social network that supports this version of ourselves. I've talked about this before. This is why a lot of people don't heal because you don't know who's still going to be there when you're not acting as a victim anymore, right? And for those of you who've done the deep healing work and you're still continuing to grow and to heal and to flourish, you know that you've lost a lot of people in your life. But there comes a time where you also have to ask yourself, have I lost all these people because it's just not aligned? Or have I, have I stopped communicating or stopped accepting certain people because now I have a new, new way of looking at it. Now my new scapegoat is these people are unhealed. I'm healed. I have to, I have to figure this out. And now they become the problem. Now they are the, uh, the hindrance of your next level healing. Now they are what you're using as a scapegoat to maybe isolate yourself, okay? So I want you to look at this every day. When are you using scapegoats and when are you reaffirming your old trauma identity? This is real. And once you're willing to start looking at that, you're gonna start seeing how much of your time and how much of your energy is going toward this old version of you that you're keeping alive because there's parallel universes. There's so many different realities that you can tap into. And the one that you're tapped into right now is giving you the external experience that you're having right now, right? So we know that we have to shift internally to, to, to jump and to shift timelines, however you want to speak about it. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest key to healing is responsibility, like personal responsibility, full-blown responsibility. It's on me. Yeah, it's me. It's me. Ref did a bad call, but it's on me. I'll take it. The problem here is that th people think that taking ownership for how they've been operating and how they've been feeling and how they've been living their lives means that if I take ownership, that means, means I endorse what this person did to me. If I take full ownership, that means that I have to shame, my, shame myself. I have to bash myself. I have to guilt trip myself. Nah, -uh. just take ownership. You take ownership for your life, period. You just take ownership. 
I've been doing this to me. I've been indulging in these thoughts. I've been creating these stories. I've been attaching these meanings. I haven't been seeking help. I haven't been willing to move. I've been continuing to play small. I've been continuing to blame this person. I've been continuing to use the devil as a scapegoat, as an excuse to continue to do what I've been doing. I haven't been able to, no, I haven't been willing to look at my dark patterns. I haven't been willing to love all of me. I haven't been willing to accept all of me. I take responsibility for that because I want to heal. And it's my life. It's my journey. No one but me loves me the way I can love me. So I'm fully responsible for that. But taking responsibility and forgiving someone is not an intellectual process. It's a, a spiritual process. It's a spiritual decision. It's like a soul aligned thing that we just make a decision to do. And until we get there, the intellect, the ego, the monkey brain, whatever you want to call it, is going to come up with reasons for why you shouldn't take ownership. It's going to come up with reasons for why you shouldn't forgive. Because it's going to look at it from a three-dimensional perspective. And it's not going to make sense. Because this reality is all about comparison. This reality is all about competition. This reality is all about making excuses. This reality is all about blaming someone else and not taking ownership. So we have to be willing to rise above that. We have to be willing to rise above that. And what I'm saying is, I don't know where you are in your healing journey. You can rate yourself here, like on a scale of one to 10, where do you feel like you are? It doesn't matter because there's always a next level because healing is literally about feel, being, not even being because you are whole, but feeling that wholeness, knowing that wholeness, being so enlightened, enlightened to who you are that nothing will ever be the reason for why you say, this is why I did what I did. This is why I'm not doing what I want to do or this is why I'm not doing X, Y, Z. Nothing will ever be the reason for anything. So unhealed people and people who are stuck in their journey of healing and they're not getting to the next level. And again, they're, this is more about with, right? Deepening, but in human terms, we speak like this to make it a little easier to understand. Is because we use reasons. Reasons, okay? So Hitler used a reason for why he did what he did. You use a reason for why you are where you are. There's a story. There's a meaning. There are feelings, there are thoughts attached to it, there are beliefs. Oh, why are you grumpy today? I'm grumpy today because this person did that to me. Not, I'm grumpy today because I haven't tapped full, I haven't aligned fully with my own power and I've allowed outside circumstances to affect how I feel inside. People don't say that. People who are healing and who are healed at any given moment, because you can be healed at any given moment, they do that. They take full responsibility for their reality. And as long as you don't take full responsibility for your reality, you're going to continue to be where you are. Whether that's a little healed, whether that's uh, quite a bit healed, whether that's decently healed, whether that's, yeah, a lot healed, or whether that's, oh, I'm almost there healed. 
you'll stay stuck there. There's always a deeper layer, a deeper layer, a deepened, just like in a romantic relationship, you get to know that person like deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. You don't say, oh, I've gotten to know this person enough. It's time to stop because I've already mastered this person. No, as soon as you think that you know a person, they'll, they have become someone new. And it's the same thing with you. As soon as you think you've gotten to feel your true essence and your true power and your true wholeness and everything just seems like, oh, this is it. It's not it because this life is about enjoying the ride. It's about the journey and not the destination. And this is why it's so dangerous to get comfortable in at uh, comfortable with our current state of healing because that takes us away from deepening our understanding of ourselves and truly get to know who we are at our essence so every time you say that there is a reason for anything right and that one usually comes that I work th this one I usually work with the women that come to me and they want to do coaching around love manifestation now I ask them a question and they'll say, I hear this, especially like in the, in the first few sessions, <clears throat> in the, like the first, yeah, the first couple of sessions I'll hear, well, I think like this and I feel like this because it's always going to be a because. And when people tell you because there's usually going to be a reason that follows, right? I, I don't believe that there are any good men out there because, and they'll refer back to their old experiences, victim there is no ownership in that right so <clears throat> someone can come to me and they want to work on their anxiety and i'll ask them a question such as you know where, where does it come from well it comes from my dad it's my mom's fault i feel this way because 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 and i'm saying i'm saying this because it's huge and i want you to start looking at it I want you to become a detective to really dissect yourself and to see how much and how often you say this and to see that every time, usually when you are in a rut or when something happens, there's someone or something to blame. Even when you think you're not blaming someone or something, you usually are. Because when you say, because, or there is a reason to for something, I've done it myself. I said it today on the live that my husband and I did on my personal page. I used to say, I deserve to go to my home country now because it's been, you know, an X amount of years since I was there. But that was coming from a place of lack. Like I didn't feel good about that. I hadn't been there for a while. So then I say, I deserve it. Women will come to me and say this too. I think that I deserve to finally be in a good relationship because I've suffered so much right? That is operating from your wound still. That's not coming from your inner wise woman and your healed wise woman and your healed wonder woman. That's coming from the wounded version of you, the accumulated version of you, the fake version of you, the accumulated version of you, the persona that has been created, the masks that you're carrying. So as long as you're continuing to bring something from the past into the present, to excuse or to justify our desire. You know, we feel like we have to be a victim or we feel like we have to be a sufferer in order to deserve something. I deserve to become a millionaire because I've struggled my whole life. Who is to say that 
your desire alone to want to be a millionaire is enough. You don't have to give me a resume on all your challenges and all your struggles in order for you to be worthy of it. It's such a hard concept to fathom because we came here to this, to this, to this experience, to this, to this planet worthy, but then throughout our lives, we've been taught that we're not. And we feel like we always have to justify our existence. And because we don't think that we're worthy of things, we stack up on negative experiences, negative emotions, negative thought patterns. So then we can create an alternative, something else. And then we can say, oh, I've suffered for, oh, I've been exhausted all years. So I deserve a vacation. I've been in so many horrible relationships and now I deserve to be in a good one. I struggled my whole life as a child and now I deserve to finally be free. Like it works like that. Like there is a playbook where you have to have a next amount of struggles in order to get a next amount of fulfilled desires. It doesn't work that way. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he does. He talks about a lot of incredible things. Yeah, we don't have to justify anything. So this is what goes along with what I was just talking about, that we find a scapegoat. We bring the past into the present. And we don't, we don't take full ownership. I thought that I was, that, that, that I was good for quite some time because I was releasing emotions, I was fully present with myself. I was doing the inner work. I realized that I no longer had the health conditions I used to have. I no longer was depressed. I would no longer cry day in and day, night, day, in and day out. But then I had to be called out on that I hadn't taken full ownership around a certain area and I was still using a scapegoat, a person. So for you, it may be an experience, right? Maybe it was a car wreck or maybe it was a natural disaster. A lot of people <clears throat> will use like a war, for example, I'm a refugee myself. They'll use a relationship, they'll use a parent. But as long as you're using that thing or that concept, such as a devil, you will keep this trauma identity alive and you won't be healing. You won't be healing because the story that you're talking, this, that story that you're telling yourself and the story that you're telling the world, right? You've met a lot of people that as soon as you start conversing with them, they'll tell you that you need to know everything about you know, their stuff. And maybe you have gone out on a few dates with people that they feel like they need to tell you about everything that they've been through. And maybe you're that person. Maybe you're the person who says, no one deserves to fully get to know the best version of me, of me, unless they know the wounded version of me and everything I've been through. So you make it a point to let them know how messed up you are. And then hopefully they'll accept that mess because you don't, because otherwise it wouldn't be the forefront of your life. That would not be what you're leading with. Hopefully they accept it. And if they do, you think that all of a sudden you're going to feel so much better, but you're still stuck because you yourself have not accepted it. So the pattern continues. So it doesn't matter what someone else does. And this is why I keep talking about this. 
It doesn't matter. So until we take full ownership for where we are and what we're doing and how we're operating and the person that we're being, we're going to stay in this timeline and this reality. We're going to have this experience over and over and over again. And we're going to continue to think that we're victims and life is doing this to us. The world has you know, lost its, its marbles and you get caught up with hearing what the news are showing to us and the way that they're twisting the truth and whatnot. And then maybe you get to a point where you're like, well, I just, I can't wait to go to heaven. But if that's really the case, you would want to leave now, right? So we do have an opportunity to make this life the best it can be. And we're the ones standing in our own way of it. What do you desire to do right now? Do you desire, desire to travel the world? Do you desire to call in a soulmate? Do you desire to heal more? Do you desire to invest in yourself? Do you desire to start a family? Do you desire to start a new job? Do you desire to start a business? Do you desire to call in more clients? What is it that you desire? And what is the excuse? What is the scapegoat that you're using that's hindering you for, from stepping into that next level experience that you can get? What is the reason you're not doing what you want to do? This is what people will ask you. But the truth of the matter is, as long as you do have a reason, that is the reason, saying reason again, so you get it? As long as you do have a reason, that is the reason for why you are the, the, where you are. Not because of that reason that you're listing, but the very fact that you do have a reason is what's causing you to still be there, okay? We also tend to do this for others. They, yeah, they've suffered so much. They deserve a good job now, yeah. So we enable one another. We enable one another because not only are we doing this to ourselves, but we're doing it as a collective. This person has gone through this and because of that, I need to enable them and treat them certain type of way and then people will use that to manipulate their partner to manipulate their kids right oh son i'm so depressed because of what your dad did to me and then the son has to suffer right i mean he's a little child he doesn't have any other choice then he ends up being the emotional caretaker or you'll use it in a relationship oh i'll just continue to lash out on you because of what my dad did to me you use a scapegoat because you choose not to heal in that moment. Either because you, you consciously, you, you don't think it's gonna work for you, or subconsciously, unconsciously, you're not aware, and this is why I'm doing this video, so you can see it, if it's the case for you. Because there's the reason that you have a reason is the very reason why you continue to stay where you are. You want to do something, but you come up with a reason for why you shouldn't do it. You allow your intellect to control your mind and to control your life. I think that's it for tonight. I think that's it. A lot more came out than I planned, so that's great. Kind of brought it all together and then kind of, you know, it all worked out. So two things, the scapegoats that we use, or three, or how much ever I said, to, to summarize it, we use scapegoats just like dictators do right on a smaller scale we do that in our own lives 
We don't take full responsibility and that is the reason why we continue to stay in this reality. This, our reality, is what I'm talking about. We don't go into different timeline because we don't take full responsibility. Nothing can be shifted, nothing can be healed, nothing can be mastered until it's fully accepted and embraced. So if you call whatever lustful feelings you have, whatever lustful thoughts you have, whatever shame you experience, if you're not willing to feel that and be with that and explore that and really see what it's about, you're afraid that you're going to act upon it and therefore you repress it and go and numb yourself. That doesn't, that, that doesn't do anything. All right. So taking responsibility also means being willing to look at your darkness, right? Your darkness, your shadow, what the world labels as, you know, that's just the dirty, the shameful part of you. And we know it's unacceptable to talk about. Why do you think the prisons are filled with so many people? And why do you think people do all these horrendous acts? You think it's because they're bad people? Or do you think that they are maybe, possibly, a slave to their unconscious mind? And they know it's not acceptable to talk about. It's just until recently, I mean, just until recently, it hasn't been okay to talk about mental and emotional health. Now, now it's, 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 you can talk about it now. But people still don't care to talk about it that much because to start your own business, to invest in your business, it doesn't until you really get on the journey of entrepreneurship because it's all about you, you're going to notice. And if you're doing it, you already know what it's about. But to just start a business, it doesn't require you to let go of everything you thought you ever knew before to, to invest in the stock market or to travel. Like you still, you can take, you can take that old version of you with you. And then as you go along the journey, you're going to discover that, Hey, I probably need to do some repairs and some upgrades. But when it comes to your healing, you can't come to our healing workshop next month. If you're one of the women who are going to come and say, I'm still gonna keep my old identity alive. I'm still gonna be the old me. No. And this is also why a lot of people are not healing because they're not willing to let go of their victim identity, their trauma identity, whatever that identity is. And so therefore they choose not to go there. It's too scary. So if you build your entire social circle around your trauma, if you built everything that you've built based upon what happened to you in the past, well, it was kind of scary then to step into a new you because stepping into a new you is not only going to trigger the crap out of all those people, but all those people that have said about us, how they've suffered so much, just like Jillian just said, where will... What would they, what will they do? Will they still choose to be around us? Will they still choose to spend time with us? Will they still bring us a cake and take us out for dinner and buy us a drink? Will they still do that? It's scary. It's scary. And it's the same thing in a romantic relationship. What if I stop being so controlling? Oh, maybe my husband is going to cheat then. Or what if I stop blaming everything on my childhood? Maybe he's not going to be so loving anymore, right? And this is where the manipulation is alive. Whether we're aware of it or not, it's still manipulation.
right? Now, people will say, oh, I had the best of intentions. Intentions don't really matter if you hurt another person because they were hurt regardless of what your intention was. So it's our responsibility to get ourselves where we need to be in order for us to have the best life we can have. And if we want to be the best person for other people, if we want to be their support, if we want to be able to make an impact, influence people, and really contribute to the level that we desire, this is, this is key. You tapping into your inner wise woman and your wonder woman and unleashing your wife, if you're all about that too, is key. What I've just talked about is what a lot of your realities, a lot of you who are still in this group, a lot of you have that reality still. You know, I, I want to tap in. You cannot. And I've, I've been asked this a lot too. If I don't create stories and I, if I don't attach meanings and if I don't speak back to my thoughts, what do you suggest that I replace it with? We're, 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 we're so eager and I, I, I've been like this too. This is why I understand it at such a profound level. We're so eager to fix everything all the time. We're looking for quick fixes and we think, oh, if I do this, I need to do that. If I'm not speaking back to these thoughts, what do I have to do instead? Well, I have this habit, I'm, and this is the way the society, the society has built it up too. If you want to stop smoking, you need to chew a gum. There's no such thing in this society, other than like in my, my husband's coaching, like there is a such thing as you can quit a habit and you can unaddict yourself, right? You can stop being addicted without replacing it with something else because you're changing your identity and that new identity doesn't want a part of that. And so this is going to be a big part what the workshop is going to be about because a lot of us, even if we don't have addictions, we have patterns, we have things that we continue to do. We think a certain type of way, we feel a certain type of way, we speak a certain type of way, we talk a certain type of way, we be a type of way because this happened to us in the past. And as long as you said this happened to me in the past, you're going to continue to be where you are. All right, so that is the message for tonight. Let me know how you felt about it. If it triggered the heck out of you, that's okay. I'm gonna be doing more of these type of messages because there's just who I am and this is the truth and I, I need to speak it. So if it resonates, it resonates. If it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, but feel free to share like what came up for you. What came up for you? And if this is something that you wanna explore more deeply and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for my next level, right? I'm not gonna say... I don't want to apply for the workshop or I'm not going to apply for the workshop because I, because I've done it before and I've had coaches before and, 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 and that didn't work before. So because I've had so many bad coaches, this is not going to work for me either. So if you truly want to come to our workshop, I encourage you to apply to see if you're a good fit. If you've been desiring to, to do more work with me, I encourage you to reach out, but from a place of your higher, highest self, not from a wounded place. So we can do this too. We can invest in support from a place of, I think I need that, right? I think I need to have this in order to get there. That's not true either, right? So we need to start understanding who am I? And the biggest thing that I do in my coaching, I help you really call her out, pull her out, wake her up, because she's going to be the one who moves you into the direction of your dream life, your dream love and your dream business or your dream career, if that's what you're doing. All right. So my inbox is open if you want to see what I have coming up. 
And again, I would love to hear your thoughts on this message. I know it was a little different, but different days and different times calls for different messages. Lena said, good stuff. I'm glad, I'm glad I caught your live tonight. I'm so glad that you were here. Jillian said, amazing. No one to change but self always. I joined late, but this was fantastic. I'm so happy. I'm so happy.